We've got a number of tech headlines to cover on this Tuesday, so let's welcome in tech expert Adam Oldfield. He joins us here on 640 Toronto. Adam, good afternoon. Hey, good afternoon, Jeff. Okay, there was a global internet outage early today, which kind of surprised me because, Adam, I read about it on the internet. Uh, <laughs> do, do we know exactly what happened? Yeah, we call that a 503 error code, which tends to mean that an overload of servers was uh, taking place. So uh, major servers in Amazon and, uh, you know, Google and other server units were being impacted uh, drastically with regards to the amount of volume of, uh, of, of logins. Now, this is uh, susceptible when hackers are trying to use bots to attack uh, certain server units. So in this case, particularly, a lot of servers were down, primarily across Europe, uh, a little bit in North America, but on the West Coast. Um, and these are redundant servers. So what tends to happen is they, they run very slow. They're working, but they're running slow. Uh, and this is sometimes confusing, people thinking they're on dial-up or they're on some sort of weird satellite internet service. But it was a 503 error code. So what happens is if a volume of traffic of bots end up connecting directly into a server, it bogs it down, creating that traffic flow where all of a sudden it, it just forces many users not able to get the site. So if anyone's on dial-up or otherwise, that's the feeling you sense. Uh, you'll get an error code, Amazon, Google, Reddit, all the major popular platforms will be impacted uh, in that case. So in this cir circumstance, what tend to happen was it was primarily in the UK and Europe, not so much North America, but there are redundant servers. So the situation with it is that it's just a lot of, ha it was probably hackers, uh, bots that were trying to infiltrate major uh, operations, like I mentioned with Amazon, Reddit, a lot of social platforms. You know, if the internet can get hacked, what chance do the rest of us have? <laughs> just makes me wonder. When the internet goes down, that's it. The world ends as it is. So I, I believe it was a circumstance where a lot of people were probably getting very perturbed over the fact they weren't able to order their favorite book or their next bicycle light. Okay. Meantime, uh, speaking of uh, getting hacked and hackers, uh, we have word today that uh, hackers have apparently exposed some Eight and a half billion passwords online? Well, eight and a half billion uh, unique passwords, Jeff. It was actually over 80 billion passwords, but I guess some of those are duplicates in some capacity. So 8.5 billion passwords online are now being leaked. Now, this was done a few years back, and it's a, uh, a dark web user who, who uh, I guess, collects them. It's maybe a hobby. I'm not sure, but it's been released online. And if you're wondering, is my security susceptible? Is my password or my access, has that been impacted? You're going to want to take a, a note over the fact that it's uh, online. You can look up, have I been pawned? You can enter your email address, and it will actually give you a list of all of the major accounts that you were compromised by. So um, 8.5 new passwords are now available online. And it was an example like this, by the way, Jeff, that exactly uh, down in the, in, the st in the south with the pipeline, someone's one password, that's all it took uh, for the pipeline to be infiltrated. So there's 8.5 billion new ones that are available and searchable, I might add. You can now download it as a text file and search very easily. Okay, they're calling this the Rock U 2021 leak. And just how much is this, what's the potential has it got to rock people's uh, world? I mean, if your password has been exposed, just how exposed are you? 
Uh, well, like many of us, we sometimes like to use the same password over and over again or the simplistic password. And, you know, because it's easy to do, um, it's pretty dangerous. And when I say dangerous from the sake of uh, a lot of corporations right now that haven't uh, up their uh, security, is they're probably freaking out a little bit. And there's a little bit of sweat coming down their face, not because of the heat, but because somebody in that environment was probably using the same Hey Mom 2021 uh, password across all of their platforms, including uh, possibly some very serious uh, access to businesses. So uh, that said, this is very, very, in my opinion, I mean, 8.5 billion is a lot of passwords to sort and manage and look through. Um, But this is still very dangerous uh, uh, based on government passwords, uh, you know, municipal police uh, officer passwords. There's I mean, celebrities, for that matter, Um, not that anyone wants to find out their password in in that case or you want the time to do so. But this could pose a massive challenge in the future pertaining to future ransomwares that are about to come. Having said that, in the future, do you think we're going to need passwords? I mean, are we getting to the point where we can just do, I don't know, like a retinal scan, that sort of thing? Well, we already have biometric uh, connections. And I mean, when I, I get asked this question a lot, and how do, I, how do we better protect ourselves? And we see Google right now in Chrome, they're, they're coming up with new encrypted passwords within Chrome itself. However, is that safe? And is that really the best option? Uh, there's uh, uh, Keeper is one that I use for my business. Uh, there's McAfee. There's Google Titan. These are all encrypted, very, very secure encrypted options that change your password randomly and only allow you to get in with access to that system. And to get into that system, you need your biometric details. So to answer your question, do we really need to have passwords? I think passwords are are not going away. It's how they're used. So uh, biometric fingerprints, retinal, facial scans, all of them are going to be the key element that takes you through a step to get a password, and then the password will get you into uh, the service you're looking to uh, to, uh, to gain access to. Okay, and finally here on this Tuesday, Adam, tell us about Apple. They unveiled yesterday a brand new feature that is supposed to help you when it comes to a spammers getting into your inbox. Well, I mean, Apple's announcement yesterday was was flooring, to be honest with you. Some of the things I've seen already, and, and they're already existing, but the three things that really came out was the one you just brought up, hide my email. This is pretty phenomenal. I mean, what it does is it allows you to send an email and then almost create a fake email so you don't get spammed. Uh, so in the case of saying you're signing up for a service or something and you don't want to be added to that newsletter, but technically you gave that person permission when you email them to respond. Well, this new feature within Apple that's coming out, by the way, in the new iOS 15, that's not until the fall. So it's not available now. So if anyone's on their phone looking for it, it's not available yet. Um, so in the fall, you'll be able to actually submit and hide your email address, not only when you send an email, Uh, through your mail program, but when you go online and you want to sign up to purchase something or you want to find out information or you want to access uh, uh, information about whatever the situation may be, this will allow you to encrypt your email address. So you'll be able to get an email, but if they try to send multiple emails like in a spam or in a newsletter, it will hide it. It will hold it in a in a box or never never will be received. Um, so that gives a little more privacy. Apple's really on this with the privacy relay inclusive of that. They are now stripping 
any kind of tracking pixel. So if someone sends an email with an image in it and it's got when you opened it, uh, the time you opened it, where you opened it, IP addresses, all of this now by Apple in the new iOS update, it's going to strip any tracking features. So it's going to be very difficult for anyone, third-party advertisers, ever to get access to data with Apple users. So does this mean I can now get the 20% discount, but I don't have to really subscribe to the newsletter? I won't be getting that in constant updates? Well, let's just say the way that it re- the way I read it, Jeff, you'll be able to get a 15% discount with a new sign-up every single time. So that's, that sounds like a multiple <laughs> discount every purchase you make. Yeah, it's amazing some of the strides Apple has made lately, as you reference uh, when it comes to uh, privacy. Adam, thank you so much as always. Appreciate it. Thanks, Jeff. Have a great afternoon. You as well. Tech expert Adam Oldfield with us.